Hello everyone and welcome again to OT Ladies. This is Sarah. Hi everyone. This is Dana again. Hi Sarah. Hi Dana. And we have a very exciting topic today. Tell us about it, yes. Dana. We are actually talking about what is OT. This podcast is um, all uh, the ways and reasons that we are misunderstood and how we can navigate this. So this will definitely resonate to all the OT, occupational therapy listeners out there. Uh, For those of you that are not OTs, oftentimes no one knows what OT is. So we have all kinds of different examples and scenarios and uh, issues we have found being OTs, Den and I, some of them comical, uh, in terms of what OT is and explaining that to any person. So I don't know, do you uh, look at a lot of memes or GIFs online, Denna? Um, I have not. What do you have in your mind, Sarah? Well, I'm thinking of a meme. So for, have you seen Lord of the Rings? I I feel so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Boromir is one of the characters and he says, one does not simply walk into Mordor, but there is a meme that's basically the picture of him saying that in the movie, but saying one does not simply explain occupational therapy because that is oh. exactly how confusing OT can be to other people. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. So what is OT? <laughs> okay. So what about um, you, Denna, just to jump into this topic? Uh, what are some of the situations you've been in work or outside of work when you've been asked this question? What is OT? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> first of all, depends on who is asking this question. Um, I think what age they are, um, where you are when you're being questioned. And um, if so, here is I'm, my explanation is based on my experiences throughout my practice mm-hmm. as an occupational therapist. Um, when I graduated, I've been fortunate to study in outpatient setting, which is my favorite setting. And um, I've been questioned what OT is and of course um, you explain it as you know occupational therapist making you being independent however later on throughout my practice I've been asking again what OT is is it is OT off time or over time <laughs> which is this is a, which this question um, was actually is was coming from a physician but I know that was a sense of humor totally um of course a physician will know what OT is and it's not over time for sure (laughs) but um but also um depends on the age sometimes um if there is um a young mom asking what ot is who is dealing with um and uh, a child who needs ot services definitely ot means it uh, has a different explanation um ot can be just you know uh, playing time with your kid or mm-hmm. if um, an elderly individual or patient or client um, asks you what OT is, if you explain it as occupational therapy, um, I've been several times told, "Oh, um, honey, I'm retired. I don't, I don't need occupation. <laughs> I don't need jobs. Um, my husband is retired. I'm retired. We don't need jobs. Thank you for your service and bye." Um, And I've heard that quite often over the phone uh, with the home health individuals or patients that they question um, about occupation. Mm -hmm. And um, also, again, if you're, um, um, I guess it depends on what setting um, the therapist is practicing and what kind of a population they're facing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, is, is the person young? Is it uh, an el- elderly individual? Or um, what is the education level? Mm-hmm. Um, how much they know about um, therapy world? Um, so it, it can be very broad, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So again, um, some of the funniest ones are, oh, we don't need a job. Thank you. We don't need OT. It's uh, We don't need you... Um, find us jobs so they think that this is a misconception that um, we find jobs for people (laughs) or they think OT means um, something related with the sport like an overtime some other funny uh, meanings to OT other torture (laughs) which is not true I haven't heard that one yet like someone being like oh that's other torture have you actually had a patient or client say that to you Yes, yes, because um, for our listeners, PT, sometimes they say PT is physical torture and OT is other torture. Got it. And um, another um, funny explanation about OT. um, Oh, OT is helping with the upper trough and the PT is lower. Like OT Mm. does upper body weights and PT does lower body weights. Or OT, um, you know, different explanations, which yeah. which is, I'm not going to say these are uh, wrong explanations, or it can be some misconception about uh, the meanings of OT. Mm-hmm. But, um, Sarah, what are some reasons that OT is confusing to the public, um, people who are not coming from rehabilitation background? I think there's a lot of reasons, but I kind of briefly want to go back to the different types of people you know when it comes to the what is OT question I think there's the people whether it's a doctor or a patient or a staff worker that says the funny that says the joke you know they say (laughs) oh uh I don't need a job haha and they know what you kind of do but they do it as a joke thinking it's funny and you're just like you have the nice polite (laughs) nod Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you're so funny we've heard that one two times today (laughs) great job (laughs) and then there's the people that like stare at you with like this glazed look over and they're like like they're pretending to kind of know but you can just see it in their eyes they have no idea what you're talking about and those are the people you're like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna explain a little bit because you could tell they don't know then there's the <laughs> then there's the people that like you said they they kind of about the upper torso upper body they they think they kind of know and then they say oh don't you do this and then you're able to kind of explain what they're right about and then what else you do so you kind of complete that package for them so it's like in their head they have a piece of it and then there's of course the people that are dismissive for whatever reason like you know I've had people that said well if I haven't heard about it, it must not be important it's like oh okay <laughs> there's that category of people right that you know no matter what you say you they don't care but th- I think those are, are pretty rare um, but yeah so there's the different the different types which is funny um, and then kind of contributing to the reasons you know the, the glazed overlook is because as I kind of was joking about that meme, it, it's <laughs> you were talking about OT data, and I was briefly yeah. looking over at the the recording, and it was about three minutes or so that you were kind of talking about what you know the misconceptions of OT is and what OT is to you. And three minutes is a long time when you think about it. It's hard to sum up 
what OT is in a sentence to someone. And we do the best that we can because <laughs> that's how we introduce ourselves. But it is difficult to really summarize everything we do in settings that aren't applicable to the situation, right? Because exactly. a school district is different then. So that's the big reason, kind of going back to what you were saying, Denna. And then the word occupation means exactly. work to the general public. So the term itself is confusing. It is. It is. Um, it is. And um, if you remember one of our uh, podcasts that I asked you, Sarah, do you <laughs> think that yes. our occupational therapy can, the terminology itself can be replaced with a different um, terminology, which can be uh, more clear. But again, it's, it's hard because occupational therapy, it's the history of oc- using occupation. occupation. You know, it's just, yeah. you can't just change that to anything else. And I don't think so, as you said, and I remember that we can mm-hmm. anytime this terminology can be changed to something else. But again, um, it's confusing because the public, it, they, it's hard for them to understand, okay, occupational therapy, what if someone doesn't have occupation? Does it still, does he still require service? Yeah. What if the person, true. you know, the people, it, it, these questions come to people's mind. They think, oh, okay, what if someone is retired? What if someone doesn't have any problem finding a job? So that that is still confusing to people. And then again, we are very broad. What we do, it's very broad. OTs it is. do a lot from mental health, physical disabilities, um, yeah. talking to patient, patient education, um, working with um, mental, physical health. It mm-hmm. is a lot. It can be very confusing. We can't just explain OT as, okay, making you independent um, in every day of living. It's just, it's, it's broad. We do a lot, to be honest with you, as occupational therapist and rehabilitation and again um, it's a lack of public knowledge um, mm-hmm. maybe through uh, maybe there is a mis- um, maybe there is some lack of like educational courses or a lack of enough lectures um, that are given to physicians or nurses that's a great point that's a great point you bring up because every year at my hospital when we get a new group of residents part of their learning experience is having rehabilitation services otpt and speech come in and present you know a short altogether 30 minute segment of what each of the therapies do because oftentimes the physicians they're so their their work is they have to learn so many things and it's focused on medication and and medical management and and diagnoses and treatments and and they really have to study those things exclusively so oftentimes when they get into the field they have no idea of the logistics of something like therapy you know they don't understand the difference between otpt and speech i think that's changing with the newer grads which is what we found in terms of the Mm -hmm. waves of you know even now we're getting more ot referrals than we've ever gotten and i think schools might be starting to include some of that but that's just anecdotal i I have nothing to back that up just throwing that in there Um, but i have heard some of the older um, more experienced staff members that we've worked through feel like the newer generation of physicians knows more about ot and occupational therapy um, and knows and then the the people that are out in the community tend to seem to know 
know more about occupational therapy than they did 20 years ago, for example. You know, are we there 100%? Absolutely not. You know, most people still don't know what we do, but it's getting better. It's a mystery, Sarah. It is a mystery. mystery. And I love it. I love that little mystery, you know, career. (laughs) I do too. But I think there's another, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, occupation is a big word. So then, you know, where we're talking about linguistics, people with a yeah. lower socioeconomic status in terms of, you know, learning, maybe um, that's that's a big word. So it's difficult to kind of wrap your mouth around it if you're not a native English speaker, for example, uh, little things like that. Yeah. So you mentioned really good, I think, about the settings. Uh, I think billing is actually a big barrier that we haven't talked about yet. Because if you're in a specific setting, for example, you know, you're in school, you have to address school, you have to look at handwriting, and you have to, you maybe can't look at other areas as much in an occupational, you know, looking at someone holistically, you know, you can kind of like do little things here and there. The same as, you know, I'm in a hospital, I can't address mental health. I can do a little bit of things like delirium management, cognitive retraining, and but if someone's having uh, depression or anxiety, I, I can't do a mental health OT treat. But my next door neighbor across the the way, who's in the the, the psych side, could as an OT just because exactly. of that barrier. So when people see us do four different things, they don't know. In fact, I I worked with a lady just a couple days ago that she said. I don't need you. My child has, or grandchild has autism and they have an OT. I don't have autism. And I was like, <laughs> like, oh, well, we actually, this is the core of what we do, you know, daily activities. Yeah. And exactly whether you're learning things for the first time or you have to relearn something after this medical incident, that's the core of what we do. So I feel like our definition has to change depending on where we are, what where we're treating. We are who we're talking to. Exactly, who we were talking to. Let's say from the NICU and I see, like, you know, for the babies, from NICU, Mm -hmm. occupational therapy is just simple taking care of a baby's jaw, making sure the the, the stimulation Mm -hmm. inside the baby's mouth and then just providing some stimulation to baby's jaws and mouth. And from NICU, move on to the pediatric, let's say from zero to two years old. Occupational therapy is all about play, Mm -hmm. like playing activities, handwriting, using your hand to feed yourself, doing puzzles or for mental health kids like autism, just self-regulation and coping strategies and techniques and go to the preschool and school age OT occupational therapy is more again handwriting um, being able to learn coping skills to get ready for the higher level of education mm-hmm. and we'll go to the settings like um, hospital settings occupational therapy could be just getting independent to be able to brush the teeth get out of the bed go to the restroom, be able to maintain the balance and get dressed and leave the hospital. Home health, a different scenario. Occupational therapy, occupation is again, being independent in the home environment. For outpatient setting, hand therapy, occupational therapy, being able to use your hands, um, getting the strength back, being able to use your hand to feed yourself, um, having the strength to get back your job. So again, different settings, OT has different meanings. So that's why people can get really confused. Because again, Mm -hmm. 
It's a lot. Depends on what setting and whom you're talking to. Very so, true. Yeah, and then also another problem that we face and that uh, that you know uh, shows that people don't know much about OTs. Sarah, I don't really see any commercials related to occupational therapy. To be honest with you, out there on TV. So, and then nowadays social media is a lot. It's a huge thing for people. I don't really see many shows or TVs or dramas that are related to rehabilitation that can. Actually, explain OTPT and speech therapy individually. So, if you go back to shows, I don't know if you ever seen Grey's Anatomy or uh, <laughs> Nurse Jackie or other shows like Scrubs. Um, you know, it's mainly around physicians and nurses what they do and there mm-hmm. are a few shows that might briefly talks about OT um, so people don't see it much well they don't understand much about it right yeah that's <laughs> true and I wanted to ask if you had seen the movie downsizing the one in 2017 that features uh-huh. Matt Damon starring as an occupational therapist. Did you see that no, one? I have not. I have not. Now I need to uh, remember to watch this well, movie. It's I'm called not Downsizing. Give, <laughs> I'm not going to give spoilers, but he says something, and I, I could be wrong, but something, I feel like it was quote unquote, I uh, help people get back to work. Um, that was when he briefly mm. mentioned, you know, what he, he did. And he focused on things like exercises. Here's this worksheet, some kind of weird physical manipulation like there was something with the neck so it it was kind of like like a weird look at pt mm, nothing really not about ot it, it doesn't convince me Mm-mm. no and it was really sad because there was actually it was actually one of the first real representations and like it all, all over aota it was kind of like everyone was a little bad about it like grumbling like this movie mm. saying that we're we're all these things that we're not but if you think about it all the representation of most jobs with media in Hollywood is usually wrong. Like Grey's Anatomy is not realistic, right? I know it's very not. So when I kind of thought about it that way, I was like, eh, whatever. But it was it was pretty disappointing because it wasn't even like our actual job description. So that doesn't help either. (laughs) It's not exactly what is happening, you know, in a hospital setting for sure. Yeah. But then whomever sees a cardiologist knows what kind of a doctor. It's a heart doctor, right? Yes. Yes. So, but I want that kind of an information out there on the social media that if someone heard or see or talk about an OT versus a PT, right away knows, okay, this is OT and that's PT and this one is speech therapist. So it doesn't have to be real. Of course, it's a drama. It's a TV show. It's nothing like reality. But again, um, I guess it's a lack of, you know, public awareness about this. Mm -hmm. So that I really want to talk about. Yeah. And that's, and the reality (laughs) is like with all of the healthcare field, usually people don't know what they do until they need the services. So unfortunately, that seems to be how things are. Because if you go to see a doctor, because that's who you see every six months when you have an issue, you'll know what the doctor does. But you oftentimes might not need a therapist till you're admitted to a hospital, or you know your your child has a developmental disability, or your your elderly parent you know has dementia and needs some kind of home health services or skilled nurse it's it's that kind of information i think people learn the best when they are exposed to it themselves otherwise it's like they hear about these things they don't think twice you know i've had a lot of people think that otpt speech 
and then respiratory therapy were all one one office because oh you're their therapy too and it's like well they're not the same kind of therapy but you know that's <laughs> confusing you know they think that 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 we're all kind of together RT is too so exactly exactly it's all hard but it's getting better um, mystery <laughs> <laughs> so um, did you have any additional reasons Dan or do you think we we covered most of them I think we're good I just want to know about um, expectations like yeah because um, so my expectation so when I graduated from school I guess I was I pretty much didn't have um, I, I think I knew people know what OT is because or maybe because of the settings I started working at I was fortunate enough that the OT um, was very established well um, I started with a stroke rehab in outpatient and then also I started with pediatrics um, OT so I had kind of both and um, both settings stroke and and then pediatrics I never had any problem to explain them what OT is because uh, when a patient comes to the stroke rehab they already knew what OTs or what they want to really focus on and also when moms or dad's parents bringing their child like autism, CP, a child with the seizures activities to OT, they already have and know what OT is. So I pretty much, I was pretty a happy camper in it. Um, I was like, yeah, this is OT. Until later in my career, I started home how. <laughs> <laughs> Then um, a few years ago, I guess I started doing OT home health in 2016, mm -hmm. 15, 16 for the first time. And I've been questions about what is OT. And that was the moment I felt like, oh, my gosh, like I'm talking to this um, lady over the phone um, and she has no idea. She's, she, she's retired, but she thinks I'm calling her to find her job. And um, it, it took me about like 20, 30 minutes to explain what occupational therapy is so I don't know it was just again that's why I mentioned depends on the, the setting so what about you Sarah what uh, was your expectation well, after graduation I think my the moment well I, when I was in OT school they really played up the importance of advocacy so I thought oh, okay I didn't really know about what OT was until I explored it until I had kind of going back to that personal experience until I knew about OTs in my own personal life with other family members that's kind of how I learned about it but I thought to myself okay you know it's a confusing name people don't know things but most people know or I, I don't know I guess it didn't quite I, I wasn't quite sure like how much advocating I would need to do because clearly there's advocacy evolved in OT but I didn't think it would be like 90% of when I say I'm an OT, like I would have to explain, you know, when I do a co-treat, the physical therapy would say, oh, I'm a physical therapist, and then I'm an OT, and then I have to explain what OT is, because just looking at the PT, their role is known, mine wasn't, so I think that was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of my first, like, okay, it's gonna be a daily thing for the rest of my life, is always to be like, what OT is, um, so I think maybe underestimated that, even though the signs, it, I mean, it was written on the wall, like, what I was gonna have to do, but I, I guess I just didn't quite understand to the extent. And then at that point, creating an elevator speech, you know, that was something we did in school, but that was something that I was kind of always tweaking. Um, 
is that elevator speech and still continuously do is kind of making that quick little blurb like this is what OT is and I feel like we all do it so naturally like if I were to give one right now to the podcast it would be different than maybe three minutes later in the same podcast because it's mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't know if that's something that could be changed or that's just kind of the nature of what we are as OTs it just kind of depends on the, the sentence I said before the elevator speech when in relation <laughs> to what part of OT I was talking about but I will always touch on something you know with function touch on something with independence you know there's certain keywords that always come up meaningful you know those are you know, certain things that are just rearranged in a different order yeah exactly exactly it's just um it's hard in the uh, under being under pressure over the phone 20 minutes or 15 minutes or less than that explaining yeah. what occupational <laughs> therapy is, is not yeah. feasible that's hard it's a pressure yeah so I then mean, that, this is perfect leading into the next uh, question i have for you on my list is how can this kind of what is ot constantly throughout our career from our clients our patients whatever you refer to them as depending on your setting right or you know people in the world and other staff members how does this contribute to OT burnout and any frustrations you can feel about our field? That's a very good question. As a new grad, yes, there might be some frustration, but just one experience, one moment of frustration about OT should not let anybody to um, make it as a, you know, entire, you know, or change or I'm, I'm trying to say like should not let the person to kind of think this is that's it this is it people don't know about it um yeah. i think that's so, so true that's you, you said it exactly how i'm gonna say it in a second right now but i feel like the worst thing you can do is to just accept that's the way it is yeah, you know, and and just be like, okay, no one knows what we do. Move on. You know, do a co-treat with PT and just sit quietly there when they assume you're yeah. both PTs. That's the worst thing you can do. And I think that will contribute to burnout more than explaining what you do. Exactly. Because in other words, a new grad that comes out of the school should expect that, yes, there would be maybe a colleague or a therapist that the person devalues our profession or occupation therapy by just saying a simple phrase of oh OT for instance does lower body hygiene and PTs are important because they do walking or other exercises with the patient mm-hmm. the OT the person should not let this this just get into him being very persistent and being very stubborn and knowing that the more the more just putting himself out there and explain this over and over the better he can spread occupational therapy throughout the um, you know the world or even nationwide and again this is not just the problem about this uh, profession or career in the united states me as someone who graduated from ot from a different country from the bachelorate in ot we still had this problem that the public didn't know what occupational therapy is about Hmm. and I'm sure in different countries um, they will have or face the same issue again don't do not let this get into you if they're asking the question 
answer them politely and explain it to them over and over and over until they get it. <laughs> and correct them. If you spent 30 seconds telling what OT is and halfway through they say, oh, I just love PT. That's your moment to say, well, actually, I'm an OT. And my favorite compliment to date that I laugh about to myself and other OTs is, you are the best PT ever. I'm like, <laughs> Sorry, I just that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then again, but everybody, it, every field yeah. is important. I don't want to put anyone down. But that being said, exactly. too, we want to advocate exactly. for OT and all of our unique roles. You know, we all have a role in the in person's rehabilitation process, and we picked OT exactly. for a reason, right, Jenna? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's true. And then again, um, this doesn't mean that PT is not important yeah. or not as important as speech therapy. Or again, rehab is so important. rehabilitation consists of brothers and sisters mm -hmm. and uncles mm -hmm. or aunts. <laughs> <laughs> all together as a family yes so sometimes i say ot and pts are like brothers and sisters yes um they're still coming from the same family mm -hmm. they're very close they work as a team together however they're different yes so that's a great way of putting so, it yeah so sarah what do you do in your practice and daily life to advocate for ot and better educating people with this practice so when I introduce myself, I always say I'm Sarah, an occupational therapist or an OT. I don't just say OT because I feel like OT, PT, RT, all these T's and acronyms and everyone comes in in whatever <laughs> setting we're in and just throws an acronym at people. No, seriously, you know, we have to kind of break things down for people and say it slowly. So say with confidence, if you are an OT listening, you're an occupational therapist and then say the acronym because then people know they're interchangeable and then you can remind them of that if they and then another point is if they call you a physical therapist they call you a speech therapist oh even if they call you a doctor i wear a white coat where i work i correct <laughs> them and I say I'm an occupational therapist and this is how I'm helping you. Uh, this will help the relationship between the client-patient uh, relationship with the therapist called the, ther the client and it will have value to the care. And then mm -hmm. I think in terms of other professionals, sometimes we have to argue that this phrase of we are the jack of all trades, but the master of none, you know, we get that a lot like, mm -hmm. oh, well, speech does cognitive, PT walks them to the bathroom, nursing can mm -hmm. do their ADLs, but we have to argue that one point we do all those things. So we're the only one that sees the full picture, the bird's eye view, but also we work on the actual meaningful task, the occupation. And even though our terminology is difficult, I say push using it. Use the word occupation in a sentence sometimes with clients and that will help them understand. Oh, well, we're mm -hmm. working on meaningful occupations, meaning every task that's meaningful to you. That's why I'm an occupational therapist. And people say, well, work is occupation. Well, and explain to them in 1950, the only occupation that was really valued was work. That's the mid-century uh, values. So mm -hmm. educate them that actually things like leisure and taking care of your dog because that's what you really want to do when you call home is important to you just like brushing your teeth here at the sink by yourself. 
you know, meet them where they're at. Use mm-hmm. language that makes sense to our profession and make it meaningful mm-hmm. and understandable to the person you're working with. You know, if they're a lower socioeconomic status, they have a difficulty with language, then you might have to back away from that a little bit. But you can see what's appropriate based on what you know about their um who they mm-hmm. are in terms of their background. Is there any well, others but, you can think of, like <laughs> big ones? <laughs> well, you summed it up pretty much everything and well said, Sarah. That was that was great. And yeah. um, I would say that using, uh, as you mentioned, I guess earlier, using elevator speech in the community really help also to explain it. Um, there is actually a good link um, to check out uh, for basic OT information in the simplest fashion to present to non-OTs, which is the link is um, actually in, um, it's called the otpotential.com, what is OT. So um, our listeners can actually check it out. So um, so from that otpotential.com, there is an elevator um, speech that we can mention it here. And it says, I'm just going to briefly read through this to our um, listeners. Um, Occupational therapy, OT, on the other hand, is focused on your long-term health and well-being. We take a unique, holistic approach to your care, working with you to address your clinical condition and adapt your home and habits so you can participate more fully in day-to-day life. This is from otpotential.com. That I really like that. That's mm-hmm. great. And advocate for um, occupational therapy to your friends, family members, um, post on social media, like whatever platforms you have. Since it's a big thing nowadays, um, any platforms, Facebook, Insta, or Twitter, um, and explain to people um, when they ask you what OT or occupational therapy is about. Using or sending out... Uh, newsletters, podcasting, um, or talking about our OT professions, even in radio channels or TV shows might be really helpful. Um, Actually, one of my friends, uh, she started doing uh, newsletters, like sending out newsletters for her business. So I guess sending out newsletters to physicians, friends, family member, like emailing them about, um, you know, we can have printed occupational therapy mods or printed what occupational therapy is briefly on our t-shirts in order to promote our profession. And um, we briefly talk about that for April April OT month, I guess, that we can promote OT by doing this little small gift, maybe giving out these gifts as a mug or a t-shirt that says OT to our friends and family can help. So what do you think, Sarah? I think those are all great ideas. I thought yeah. of one extra one why you were you were talking there about uh, having research articles. I think to, to kind of back up what we do to other professionals, like this is different than how we treat clients and patients. But like for me, I am in the hospital setting. So the, my favorite article is the Rogers 2017 Higher Hospital Spending on occupational mm-hmm. therapy is associated with lower re-emission rates. I know like random facts from this article because I've presented on it multiple times. I've read it multiple times. This is like an amazing article. So I encourage everyone that's an OT or other practitioners in the field to find articles like your favorite article in the setting that you practice that sums up 
what the value is of what you do uh, because that's really powerful too to be able to like list off something and when challenged you know like literally this article shows that all these different like jobs the only yeah. one that reduced hospital readmission all the therapies nursing multiple types of doctors ot was the only one across the board it was a huge sample size so it was a very very powerful strong study so i encourage anyone to find that kind of article as well yes well put sarah yes absolutely so, it really helps so i think that to kind of wrap up this topic and and denny you touched upon it perfectly don't get frustrated that is an important thing like if someone if every one of your clients for the entire day asks you what is ot you know have a smile but don't get frustrated because even if you feel it on the inside don't let it show and take that time as an educational opportunity whether it's to your your friend or family a random stranger someone that you're treating because i feel like as ot's if we answer this question every single time if we each go out of our way every single time to answer this question so someday no one will ask that question <laughs> and i think that's that's what we're all hoping for is someday we get to that point where everybody knows what we do or at least most people, and they see the value in what we do. That's true. And again, um, repeating, repeating, repeating mm -hmm. until you mm -hmm. get it, mm -hmm. until they get it. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite memes, um, I just remembered about that, it was <laughs> a meme that you walk in, or maybe it wasn't meme, you walk in into a patient's room and introduce yourself. Hi, this is XYZ, occup your occupational therapist. And then person is on the phone telling uh, to whom we're talking to, hey, my dear, my nurse is here. I will talk to you later. <laughs> so it's just right. A minute ago, you introduce yourself as an OT and then the person on the phone, oh, my nurse is here. <laughs> yeah. So again, um, repeating, don't let it just get into you. Don't get frustrated repeat 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 and explain it so again i we love our profession that's a little bit mystery into it however the more we explain it it will be more clear so this quote of tonight is from thomas jefferson um from a personal letter to his sister he says it is neither wealth or splendor but tranquility in occupation which give you happiness well put thank you yes it is thank you Dana. this was a wonderful topic that all ot's can personally very much relate to <laughs> it was great talking to you about it thank you sarah it was a great topic thanks for having me tonight um for our listeners um that listening to our podcast leave us a comment or connect with us via our gmail address otladiespodcast at gmail.com hopefully this podcast can um or maybe could educate um everybody a little bit about what ot is Alrighty, thank you everyone thank you thank Jenna. you everyone thanks thank you sarah have a good night you bye. too bye, bye.